Here we go. Yeah, I think we're starting. It's episode, I can't believe I'm saying this, episode 52. 52. 52. I think that's one year, according to my elementary uh, school public education in St. Paul. We made it a year. Good for you. Yes, Tim Bedore is here for uh, No Laugh Track once again. You were on episode six. And I'm proud to be back. I'm proud that I didn't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a dip that week, and then we took... <laughs> It took about until December, and then we went oh, back up. no. But, uh, I did it again. We've recovered, so it was time to have you back on. <laughs> we, we couldn't avoid you. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, I'm glad you uh, could come down this afternoon. Uh, glad to be here. And you were... Uh, and happy that it's going well for you. Yeah, I should take this time. I want to... I should thank the... Uh, we play music. The Academy. I should want to thank, thank the, the Academy. Academy first. My parents, my uh, children. <laughs> my accountant. Got to thank the accountant. My, my accountant. <laughs> my, my accountant is my ex-father-in-law. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My my accountant, Intuit and Quicken. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, no, I do want to thank everybody. If you're hearing this right now, then you're a listener. So thank you very much. Uh, I, I love doing this. So sincerely thank you. It's been a year. I hope we do many more. And uh, continue to share. If you're not sharing, please share with friends. Make comments uh, You know, on Facebook, on our Twitter, follow, you know, wherever we are. Please uh, continue to support because I love doing this. Now back to the show. <laughs> okay, time in. All right, uh, Tim. So you were here, uh, episode six, and I re- and I actually ended up listening listening back to a bit of that uh, in the past week, and uh, that was the Fourth of July week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that when was. it was eight thousand degrees outside. Boy, it's not that now. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. And uh, we spoke I, uh, July 3rd, 2012, and I was listening to that the other day and thinking back to what I had to go do that next day, which was help my girlfriend move from her apartment in, uh, in Wisconsin. In that, It was about 105 yeah, on the no. 4th of July. You've got to experience that just once in life to know to never do it again. And in fact, our girlfriend's worth moving in 110 degree heat from wisconsin to minneapolis that really puts the bar pretty damn high i tell you what uh you know in other past experiences relationships i would say no but that we're still together hey there you go so yes it you was got worth a podcast it. you got a girlfriend i know and, and you don't have to move her anymore no uh-uh i think if she moves i'm going with so <laughs> so this is good or it'll have to be december so either way <laughs> yeah right we already did the heat now let's get to the cold <laughs> I uh, so I want to I want to catch up on a few things from the last podcast for anybody to listen to that. Uh, I'm sure they'd be interested in this. You told a story about, and I, I think it's part of your material about your daughter uh, on the dog's nipples. Mm-hmm. Yes, which uh, she denies. Which she denies, and you mentioned something about that you worked out a deal that you pay her for jokes. Yes, is that still happening? Uh, she is now so sensitive about what is said. That she is not paying attention. Oh, okay. She is not watching. And I am more careful about it. In fact, last, somewhere in this year, I did a show, a benefit show for the hockey association that she plays for, Spring Lake Park, St. Anthony Village Hockey. And I literally, she was begging me before I went, because it was all hockey parents, the parents of all the girls she plays with. Mm Mm-hmm. And she just begged me to not tell these stories. Don't tell those stories, Dad. I don't want them to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to hear my name. Right. And she just doesn't get that you have become my act. I mean, <laughs> I have to use you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, Dad, these are all people. 
the girls are going to hear about it. They're going to be making fun of me in the locker room. So that night, I changed it to, this is not about my daughter, but someone a lot like my daughter <laughs> who lives near us but not with us. Oh, you know? okay, like, okay. And don't repeat this, and don't tell your kids about this. It didn't happen to Claire, but somebody that I know. <laughs> got a puppy yeah <laughs> that's, that's perfect i like that um i think i know the answer to this next question that i wrote down the other day when i was listening back uh, to the first uh, appearance on the show here is that uh, are you any closer to a new cd yes i'm recording this week yes yes i'm recording this week it's it's more difficult than you'd ever think or for me it is i don't know why i'm a perfectionist of sorts i was uh at a club in indianapolis it was one of those nights where new material is working better than old material. I mean, it was just, that generally doesn't happen. I mean, the first time out of the box, something generally doesn't work as well as polished material. Right. And I'm just, in my head, I'm going, oh, God, this is going to be the best CD. I'm so, and when they sent me the CD, they burned the CD from on the computer. Yeah. It was all audience mics. The stage mic had not been plugged into the record. I mean, it's just the kind of luck I oh, have no, that kidding. over and over again. And I've recorded and then, you know, well, I guess that chord was wired. You know, it didn't quite get it. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no. So this week, recording. I got a bunch of new stuff talking about, uh, talking about my daughter, who is now 15, and I, well, uh, a friend of mine's daughter right. is 15. Mm-hmm. This is bizarre. I'm teaching her how to drive. Okay. And it is not going well. And it's not getting better. Yeah. That's the odd thing. She is a hockey player. She can skate 25 miles per hour, take a 50 mile per hour pass, turn it into a 75 mile per hour shot to a four by six foot rectangle. Right. But the 20-foot opening of our driveway is a mystery to her. <laughs> Time and space, it just doesn't work for her. Yeah, She has hit things. She doesn't – I mean, we're still coming to very hard stops. You know, there's not any sense of the rolling stop. I yeah. mean, that yeah. is – it's a lot of hard stops. And you would think that with experience and over the months that it would get better, but it's not. And this is the worst thing that she's doing that is very frightening to me. She was driving in our neighborhood, had to pull around a big pickup truck, and that means you swing out more or less into the opposing lane, into mm. the other side of the street, a narrow street. Sure. Where she stayed, she just kept driving up the wrong side <laughs> of the street. It was still open, right? It was still open. There were no parked cars or coming cars coming up. Okay. But I think I got to check this out. I got to let this go. I got to see what what's going on here. Yeah. So I let her go. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And finally, it's starting to freak me out because now we're starting to get towards a busy intersection. And I said, Claire, get back in your lane. And she says, but dad, I had to get around that pickup truck. I said, that was a block and a half ago. (laughs) And I'm just wondering what she doesn't see. Mm -hmm. What in this visual field that you're looking at is right for you? You're on the wrong side of the road. Can't you see yeah. how cars would come turning into you at this point? And, you know, you just start to wonder, well, what else could she mistake? Yeah. W- would she see a grizzly bear and say, I could talk to that? No. <laughs> no. You don't necessarily run. Especially if it's really a chipmunk or something. Yes. You know, you just, 
there are things that should visually bother you, yeah. and, and oh, you, yeah. you stop doing it. Yeah. And and I'm now I wonder what other things have we not covered? <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre. Do you remember when you had to do behind the wheel stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I got. Uh, I was very short growing up. I grew up real late. Okay. Probably didn't even get to full adult height until I was sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. And you're taken behind the wheel at fifteen, and sure enough, they paired me with. The prettiest girl in the school, ah. who we all lusted after uh-huh. and so wanted to impress. Uh-huh. And as if your hands weren't already sweating. Yes, and now it's just how many how many macho non macho mistakes can you make in one half hour drive on the yeah you because know, they had the school parking lot and they had the passing lanes and all this stuff. Oh sure, and, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, was, being a teen is stressful. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never got anywhere with her, so apparently I was not impressive behind the wheel. I actually live in the neighborhood now where I did some of my behind the wheel with the instructor, mm-hmm. you know, on city streets. Mm-hmm. I live in that neighborhood now. I and uh, I travel on the same roads, you know, almost every day. And I, it, a lot of times it brings back horrible memories <laughs> of how bad I was. I remember I was so bad uh, that we had to practice... Just taking right turns. Mm-hmm. Just, no, no, you know, I'm sure the normal procedure would have been to do the right turn, then go down, you know, a mile. No, no. We kept going around a block. Like, uh, you know, a few more. A few more. But didn't you feel like you kind of knew how to drive before you drove? Didn't you have some touch? I mean, I, re- I remember being able to operate the car in terms of steering and stopping and all that kind of organically. My daughter has none of it. Yeah, yeah. Just none. She can slow the car down and speed it up or turn, but not at the same time. (laughs) And she just doesn't see it. We're going into turns that we're not going to make because we're going too fast. Yeah. And she just doesn't see that. And then I start yelling, and she, she says that she does it, makes the mistake because i'm yelling oh sure it's your fault <laughs> it's my fault yeah you know you're, distra- you're the distraction yes the reason that we've hit things her new nickname by the way is deductible that's what I- <laughs> that'll catch on <laughs> she I- loves it well you'll have to get one of those cars like they do with the instructors where they have the brake on the other side i keep going for a brake that doesn't exist yeah yeah uh-huh. i remember when i had to do it the uh it was used several times so we didn't go through a red light yes. or Hey, there was a stop uh, sign. Stop Whoops. sign. Oh, God. In any case, uh, here's something I wanted to do because you know, last time you were on, we can, we we covered, you know, quite a bit of your, um, you know, where you came from, mm-hmm. boy, you know, uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. to California and all places in between. So here's what I want to do. I went to your website. Okay. I printed out the bio that you have on there. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. All right. I'm going to give you your choice. I'm going to read your uh, your answers on these vi- the vital information okay. from your website. You can either... I, I mockingly titled it Vital Information. I know that. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know that. Was... And uh, two choices. You can either change your answer that you put on here or mock it. <laughs> uh, let me openly say that I'm mocking it all. I mean, that's just my, my default mode. Yeah. So... <laughs> All right, so you're so you're going to mock the answers here. Uh, well, we'll see. Let's see we'll what see. happens. All right, vital information. Born in Chicago, Illinois. Now, how would I mock that? The greatest city in America. Um, yes, I was born, but briefly, briefly. I, I think we. 
I think, actually, uh, they left the suburbs, went to the hospital downtown. I was birthed, and we left. Oh, there so, you go. So I was, yes, I was born in the city of Chicago. Yes, and then uh, raised, yes, we'll skip that one. Where, Stephen? <laughs> but that's good. See, that's good. <laughs> I know. Raised, yes, born. I was raised. Yeah, oh, I know it. Uh, where, Stevens Point in Appleton, Wisconsin. True, true. And I don't talk about Appleton as much, and let me tell you why. Yeah. Stevens Point, my high school fight cheer, this is absolutely true, was Usasa, Usasa, hit him in the head with a kielbasa. Love it. That's a Polish town, and it's funny. <laughs> uh, it rhymes. You can hit somebody with a kielbasa. <laughs> it's just goofy. Appleton, wonderful town, not a funny fight cheer. So, really, I don't talk about it too much. The only striking thing about Appleton would be that there is a Houdini Museum. Did you know that? No. Harry Houdini, born in Appleton, and a Joe McCarthy Museum. Senator McCarthy was from there. And the Houdini Museum keeps trying to make the McCarthy Museum disappear. (laughs) (laughs) Has not worked. (laughs) I like it. Thank you. All right. Married to Karen? Yes. Yes. You don't want to change that answer? I'm not changing that answer. Would you like to mock it? Uh, You know, let me tell you this. And now you got the girlfriend, yeah. And you don't want to move her out, so you're going to get married. That's how that works, Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's how that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could carry your stuff out or marry you. Okay, <laughs> we'll marry. Well, I already no. was married, so I didn't. I've, I know about moving my own stuff uh, out. Yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. So, and this is now. How long were you married? Uh, six years. Okay, you didn't get to this point. And this is, you know, this is kind of standard. This is stereotype, but it's a stereotype for a reason mm-hmm. because it keeps working this way yeah um we're we're married 18 years now this anniversary i took my wife out where she took me out or we took each other out yeah um for an anniversary dinner here in minneapolis and in the spring if you ever see this on a menu get it it's called ramp soup r-a-m-p it's a wild spring onion and they use the greens, not the bulb, to create this soup that is magic. I mean, it really is magic. Okay. And it's it's just a unique green color. It looks great. And they obviously are putting in some sort of, uh, it maybe is it uh, an Italian cream cheese and almonds. And it's just these subtle, great taste. My wife loves to cook, loves food. And she's looking off into the distance as she's savoring these spoonfuls and just going oh mm. Uh, and she's trying to figure it out and she's so engrossed and she's just enraptured by this soup and i was looking at her Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking you get to a point in a marriage where you don't give your wife as much pleasure as a really good soup that's right (laughs) (laughs) it was about the eight or nine year mark where you you stop seeing that oh you know I'm better than a canned soup. Yeah. I mean, I give her more pleasure than a canned soup or a Panera bread soup, which is good. Yeah. But oh. I'm, I'm as good. Okay. But a high cuisine, <laughs> wonderful, foodie soup. I've lost. <laughs> I've lost. And at Panera, you can get the good thing for Panera is if you go there, you can get your frequent, you know, yes. your card. Yes. You know, I don't know if you have one. Oh, of those. road comics. We tend to have the Panera. Frequent flyer program. Yeah, absolutely. Frequent sandwich program. 
So Karen, yes. she, she's still there. We're still there. Oh, that's good. Very good to hear. Children, Claire, we know that that's still true. Still true. I, I often refer to other children, <laughs> but Claire is still the only one. Okay. <laughs> she's the source. Yeah, there you go. Advice for anyone in a bar fight. Run with pride. I still believe that. I yeah. won't mock that. Okay. Especially as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really want to be in a bar fight when you're brittle? I don't think so. If you don't have insurance, run with shame. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just run. If you don't have insurance, my goodness. Yeah, you know, growing up, I was in bars a lot, and I was small, mm-hmm. and was not... Uh, shy about saying something every now and again no kidding to, to somebody really <laughs> and if it wasn't taken well it generally was uh-huh. but <laughs> if it wasn't taken well things might get started mm-hmm. and then you got to learn to calm that down or run mm-hmm. <laughs> just leave yeah get out you don't want the other option of getting uh pummeled. no because no, they'll you know they'll go to the mat and you you know i believe that killing is wrong and they don't. So, you know, who's going to win that one? Yeah. They're bigger than me. Yeah. And uh, bang, go. Yeah. The loser is the one that ends first, that quits first. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Whether voluntarily or involuntarily. Yes. Voluntarily. Uh, Worldview sees the glass as half full, but of the wrong thing. You know, I still <laughs> think that that is how you... Because that's the 50-50 look, right? They try to be positive, but then be realistic. But mm-hmm. the positive starts. Yeah. I like that. Proudest achievement. Now, have you topped this one, an unassisted triple play in Little League? You know, that's the saddest thing that I really probably have not (laughs) topped a Little League accomplishment. Wow. Uh, You know, no, really. Uh, I broke par on nine holes once. Congrats. Uh, Other than that, that Little League thing, you know, and that's because you put so much value on things at that age that maybe it should be downgraded just a little bit. Claire should, of course, probably, you know, she made the Dean's list. She's all conference and track. That's her accomplishment, not mine. Okay. So yeah, the little league thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe you had a hand in her uh, Dean's list. Part of it, some of it, yeah. you know, the parents obviously were there helping, but uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was just thinking, this just reminded me of something. Uh, in the first time you were on the podcast, you mentioned something about, uh, maybe it was moving, or what was it? It was something about in reference to that it was going to leave you more time to play softball. Uh, Did you ever actually play softball as an adult? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? Way too you much. still? Way too much. Um, no. No? Not since moving here. Oh. Um, a lot of us played a lot of softball in uh, San Francisco and L.A. We, we Actually, we were renting a diamond on Monday nights. We play under the lights. All year long. Nice. Yeah. No, but you know, I tore up my knee uh, diving for a hot grounder at short, and that's when it hits you. Yeah. There's no point in this. I mean, yeah, play, but hurting yourself at this age. Yeah. You're not trying out for the Cubs. Not, this is not a big league tryout. No. This is, you know, your wife's company picnic and you put yourself in the hospital. Yeah. This is stupid. There's guys there in blue jeans and then there's other guys there in their shorts. Clearly not going to slide. Yes. Yeah. Or, or there's guys in cleats 
and batting gloves. They're they're. I didn't go that far. No, <laughs> that no. Far. I'm still I'm still holding on to the uh, dream of a softball hero. Yeah, you know, and you can throw an arm out. I mean, I drag my arm out and uh, knee operations and. Oh, isn't it amazing though? You know, when you look back, like I played, you know, baseball through childhood, and you know, tried to, you know, I made the team because mm-hmm. everyone made the team in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, but all the practice that you do, practice, 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 so much practice, and then you get to be, you know, a guy in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, whatever, playing, you know, D leagues, beer league softball, and you just show up, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, it's uh, it's the middle of May, I think our season starts. I mean. There's no batting. I, I didn't, before the first game this year, I hadn't even played catch with someone. Didn't do a thousand throws before you got in the game. <laughs> didn't do some sprints in the outfield. Ted Williams would be ashamed. Ashamed I didn't, of you. I was not swinging the bat a thousand you, times. You didn't a day. get your batter's eye going, staring at the candle with one eye and then the other. Jesus. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Isn't it you're, a, you're a piker. Yeah, you I, don't care. I know. But, but and uh, by the way, I. Your your story about you know I uh, I was going for the hot uh, you know the hot drive and had to dive and stop it. I once um, the only time I've broken a bone in my body was playing softball D league softball and it was I'm such a klutz I was uh, backpedaling to get to I don't remember it doesn't even make sense why would I be backpedaling from third base in any case I was tripped and fell backwards caught myself and broke a bone in my forearm the uh, last week I left the game with a new injury it's not painful but uh, I was. Again, third base. My buddy's like, go out to third this inning. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just get a little nervous. I don't nowhere else on the field would I get nervous, but third base, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, there's this team's got that. some big guys. Like I you know, that. they have the you know they had like the young you know twenty two year olds that are still like in good shape. You know, and, like are I trying really liked, hard. I never liked the hot corner. Yeah, never no. did. So I was nervous. It's uh, kind of a like nervous tick. I picked up my glove. And uh, I grabbed one of the uh, you know strings mm-hmm. on it to Chewing tighten on? it oh, to, to tighten, tighten it, it. Yes, and chipped my front tooth. <laughs> yeah, that's where it goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it goes. Trust me, you'll just be bending down one day to pick up uh, something you dropped, and all of a sudden, whoops! Okay, that's another operation. Okay, no, it is a tooth all those I... years of softball. Yeah. that's what I get. Yeah, it's, no, it was a tooth I first chipped when I was like ten years old, so it was fake—a fake part chipped off. But uh, seriously. I go back in that inning, and my girlfriend and my kids are there, and you know, right away she's like, "What's going? What is wrong with your mouth?" I got I, just a nerve is hanging out of my tooth. You didn't see all. when I caught that one? Yeah. I, when I saved the game there that inning? Yeah, yeah. All right, education, Catholic schools, until they gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, public through college, degree in communication from the University of Wisconsin, and that helps. That Stevens really, you're point. gonna, that is gonna really put you on the path right there. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. I can talk. <laughs> Actually, it was the psych minor that probably <laughs> did more for me. Now, the communication thing was great. Yeah. But, you know, it really puts you in this place of what can you do with it? Uh, try to make it in Hollywood, you know, that kind of thing is, is really what it prepares you for. Or or radio, yeah, which is a stable and wonderful business. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. So Half of that might be right. But... Uh, um what was I just going to ask you along those lines? We no, can edit. I totally. We can edit. I, I totally. You know, we might as well edit because I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, do you go? Okay. I did. Go right now. I just did. Okay. <laughs> but a boom, ladies and gentlemen, oldest joke in the world. No, go ahead. I'm going to. No, I don't have to. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. that was just a funny joke. That was just, just <laughs> being. Son of a gun. That was good. Let's move on here. We talked about uh, this the last time. You, you uh, chairman of the world's largest trivia contest. Did yes. you do it again? 
Oh no no no! That's that, just, that was just those two years, just in college. Yes, yeah. yes. So you had. I love trivia. I was, in fact, God. If you had told me you liked the trivia, I would have brought in some trivia questions. Okay, who did I ever ask you this? Who was the last guy to steal first base, and how did it happen? Steal first base and how? Did steal it first base. I don't know. Where would you be? To steal first base. Let's start there. On a date? <laughs> on a date. Yes, he's correct, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have for him? No. Where would you be at home? Can you steal first from home? No. No, you cannot. No. So where then would you be? Steal first. Not the dugout. No. You can't just run out. <laughs> Second base? Second base. Yeah. So this guy, Germany Schaefer, was his name. Uh-huh. If anybody ever asks you for the best baseball trivia question... It's who was the last guy to legally steal first base, and it was Germany Schaefer. I think it was 1920. And back in that time, you were kind of paid for every stat that you got, more or less. Okay, yeah, sure. Or, or some players were. So he's on first. There's a guy in third. They kind of signal for a double steal. Germany Schaefer takes off for second. The guy in third stays. He doesn't go. Germany Schaefer's in at second. And they loved manufacturing runs back then. So you can't do a double steal with guys at second and third. So on the next pitch, Germany Schaefer goes back to first. Mm -hmm. The catcher is furious because now he's losing money. Two steals in a game. So two innings later, the same situation. Germany Schaefer takes off for second guy and third doesn't go. Germany Schaefer on the next pitch goes back to first. So now that catcher has four steals on him. And he comes out to first base with his mask and starts beating on Germany Schaefer. Yeah. And that's the last time. They outlawed it after that. No. But he was the last guy to steal. Do you have any idea how many stolen bases that guy ended up with? Germany? No, I don't. I don't. I just know that story. I love that. Uh, yes. I love that. Uh, well, your odd talent is clearly uh, weird trivia. But also, it says here, mildly, mildly, easy for me to say, ambidextrous and can pick up objects with toes. You know, not everybody can. My daughter can. It's genetic. I can pick up stuff with my toes, and I can kind of throw things with my feet. <laughs> it comes in handy. I'm it, well, sure. if you're playing. No, no pun intended. No, it comes in footy. comes in footy. Uh, yes, I kind of can <laughs> throw things with my feet. My coworker on the morning show, uh, Terry Terrain, I saw her smoke a cigarette holding it with her toes in Las Vegas last year. <laughs> now, holding it while she waited to bring it up to her mouth, or did she bring it up to her mouth with her foot? Because that would be something to see. Uh, yeah, no, the nothing really. No, you're right. So the toe was just a cigarette holder. Oh, no, she had it up in her mouth. She brought the cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is there video? There's a picture still. <laughs> There's a still. <laughs> well, then she must do yoga. <laughs> she does Pilates. Yeah. yeah. That you, you can't do that unless you're in phenomenal. It happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was alcohol at all involved? It was in Las Vegas. Yes. Yep. We'll take that as a yes. Mm-hmm. Personality type. Goes to the edge and folds it neatly. Yeah, no. There, there's your Catholic personality <laughs> The breakout Catholic personality right there mm-hmm. uh, goes to the edge, <clears throat> being that I'm breaking out, folds it neatly, and that I'm afraid of going to hell. I like that. Uh, I'll give it a few here. Thing most like to change about self, more hair, stop being Cub fan. Good 
God, if that could happen. You know what I really like to do? I would like to change that. I'm going to change that. You know what I really want to do? I want to say more in life, I don't know. I Hmm. think, especially in this world where you got talk radio and everybody's supposed to have an opinion and everybody's supposed to have a right to their opinion. Yeah, what's your take? What's your take? What's your take? Let's open the phone lines and see what people have to say. Um, And most people shouldn't be saying anything. Mm -hmm. These are complex issues. Shut up. (laughs) But I was at MSP flying back to Minneapolis the other day. So leave the main terminal, go under to the parking structure, underneath the parking structure, and there's a woman trailing you know a bunch of bags and she's just hacked off i mean she's just pissed and i say to her well what are you looking for where are you trying to get to and she said hotel shuttles like it was my fault she's pissed at me Mm -hmm. and i've been in that airport a thousand times i'm a savvy traveler sure i said boy i'm i'm pretty sure they're back in the main terminal you got to go back to the main she's way pissed off Mm mm-hmm stomps off because that's a big schlep from where we were all the way back to the main terminal. yeah it can be yeah so i get on the escalator go up to the top and i see a sign for hotel shuttles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally boned it why didn't i say i don't know i'm yeah. not sure uh-huh. i'm not sure yeah you know that's the that's the smartest thing you can say in most instances is i'm not sure so the next day <laughs> i'm in my backyard St. Anthony. And in St. Anthony Village, at least our part, all the driveways are off an alley, not in the front of the house. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I'm kind of facing backwards. This woman's driving up the alley and sees me and hits the brakes hard. She's obviously in a hurry. She says she's a nurse. She has to get to somebody's house. It's in home care. They need uh, an injection. So she's in a hurry. And she says, what way is the 2900 block? We live on the 2800 block. Mm-hmm. So which way is the 2900 block? Because she couldn't tell in the alley. Yeah. There weren't addresses back there. Sure. And I said, it's got to be that way. She takes off. A few seconds later, she comes roaring back down the alley, gives me the stink eye on the way through because <laughs> I was wrong. I couldn't admit I don't know which our grid works. I don't know which way the grid works, Okay. And I was facing backwards anyway. Yeah. So if I'd been in the front, I would have just walked over to the neighbors and said, this is 2808. It's this way. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> Why couldn't I just say, I don't know? You know, and in fact, the next time I'm listening to talk radio and they say, what do you think of global warming? I'm going to call up and say, I don't know which way the grid works in my neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> global warming and hang up. That's- I think everybody should. I think, in fact, let's have a day. Where everybody in the nation calls up talk radio and says, I don't know, click. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know, click. That's really difficult, click. Do you expect me to know, click? I'm not qualified, click. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hotel shuttles. Thank God the woman that stopped and asked for which way the 2900 block wasn't the woman at the airport looking for hotel shuttles. Otherwise, yeah, really, yeah. Uh-huh. really yeah. would have looked like a double bonehead. <laughs> great. You know what? I actually, why would I skip this one? Biggest regret. And you said, uh, I don't know when you did this, but not investing in mutual funds in the 80s. <laughs> Biotech was taking off in the 80s in San Francisco. And if you had invested in that early, and so in just any of those mutual funds that were out there, 
I wouldn't be here talking to you today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be watching someone polish my boat. Uh-huh. That's what I'd be doing. I invested in a restaurant instead. Oh. That was $10,000 lost like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the cable cars were under repair at the time, didn't get repaired on time. Our opening happened during the construction. Oh, no. Three months later, over. Oh, no. Gone. Oh, no. <laughs> that Biotech mutual funds, that I, I would be, uh, yeah, boy, that was, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> what was the restaurant? It was a great restaurant that was one of the first... 50s diner type but high quality not it was really good and it was in one of bill graham's uh concert venues and should have been blockbuster but like i said the cable cars were not done you couldn't cross the street you couldn't get across the street where we were yeah it's not you know what it sounds like what's been going on in the last couple of years in st paul quite a bit in your university avenue mm-hmm. yeah with right the uh, light rail being being put in yes mm-hmm. is it why did the, uh, the friend that I invested in, why did he think that the construction would be done on time? I right. mean, that's never the case, right. is no. it? No, I, not, that, not that I've ever heard. Uh, let's see. Thing that you like most about yourself. Won't do anything radical about hair loss. Still Cub fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the glass half full but of the wrong thing yeah, yeah. concept again. I, uh, I've tried to be a twin fan. I literally have tried. Mm-hmm. I tried last year bad year to pick <laughs> to drop the cubs and become a twins fan but i wanted to i don't want to care about the cubs anymore and i still do i don't know why you know uh today is uh wednesday and uh, um you're, you're here tonight and just tonight and tomorrow night right you're headlining because this weekend is uh david tell yes is headlining here at acme funny guy while you while you uh while you're listening go buy your oh no you can't buy tickets it's all sold out <laughs> <laughs> david tells all sold out Timbador, Timbador, not sold out yet. Come and get some. It's it's going to be a good show. We've got, in fact, uh, the middle act, and I forget her name. Andy Erickson. Very funny. Yes. Very funny. Yeah, she's and been on. Patrick is the MC. He's very funny, too. Yeah, all, everyone on the bill tonight has uh, uh, been on this podcast. Pat Sussmilch, Andy Erickson. Yeah. Yeah, very That's funny people. Funny people. Did you hear? I brought the story here. I think you. I think you're going to have a funny opinion on. Okay. Canadians are complaining their new plastic $100 bills have an unmistakable aroma of maple syrup. Really? Yes. God, I hope they did that. Their their government is denying that that they injected it with some sort of you know oh, scent. God. But uh, they you know they're I've asked quite a few people and they all say yeah I smell maple syrup. Oh, I hope they did that. That would be so cool. Wouldn't it? You know, our money should smell like bubble gum. It should. Just remember baseball cards. Of course they do. Bubble gum. Yeah. And it just made you so happy to have it. I think people would spend less and save more if their money smelled like bubble gum. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. You'd hang on to it. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was going to ask you. I looked up the... uh, I mean, I'm sure you know this on the top of your head, but I had to look up the countries, the 10 most populated countries. I'm going to give you each one. Okay. What 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 should their if you know if Canada's maple syrup, what would what should the money in Japan smell like? The money in Japan should sa- smell like a teenage schoolgirl. No. <laughs> I, that's why would I say that? Yes. Why did I say There you go. that uh it should smell like teriyaki sauce. Okay. How about Russia? Russia uh I would uh, an old woman. It should smell like an old woman wearing a babushka and uh, probably works in a tractor factory. There you go. No, <laughs> it should smell like vodka. Okay, oh, perfect. 
which uh, you know, as alcoholics will tell you, is unscented. Uh, but it has that alcohol flash. It's unmistakable. Yeah, I, it definitely is. Now, this one might. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. Maybe. Maybe not. Bangladesh. Bangladesh flies. Okay. It smell like flies. <laughs> you know, people go to India and, and places like that, and some are wowed by the cynicism, and others are turned off by the flies. Yeah. So, you know, it depends on your take on religion and spirituality and stuff. Yes. Uh, let's see a couple more here. How about Pakistan? Pakistan, uh, uh, gunpowder. Okay. It should smell like gunpowder. Brazil? Brazil should smell like uh Good leather, good leather. I was thinking sunblock. So, uh, all right, G-string. I'll say I'll change it to G-string. Okay, perfect. United States, you said bubble gum. Bubble gum. Yes, yes. Uh, apple pie, maybe. That's cliche. Bubble gum. I, I just think bubble gum. Yeah. Let's do one more here. China, the China. most populated country. Uh, it should smell. Maybe not smell, but have MSG. And after spending your your money, you go back and spend more. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I like it. You just feel the need to spend more. I like it. Uh, but it's not healthy for you. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is, but it is delicious. I do remember what I was going to ask you, by the way. You're here uh, Wednesday and Thursday tonight and yes. tomorrow. Yes. And there's potential of some bad storms. In, so there's perfect time for people to come and see comedy indoors. Absolutely. And with your connection to Wisconsin and Minnesota, yes. I mean, you know who's playing right down the street here. Are the Brewers here? Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. right. Yeah. I do not root for the Brewers. No. I do not. You know why? They're in the Cubs division. That's right. So I root against the Brewers. Yeah. Odd being from Wisconsin, but they weren't. When I was a little, little kid, the Brewers were not there. The Braves had left, and then I became a Cub fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. The so, dead zone of no base. Yeah, yes. that's right. So I am not a Brewer fan, and I say, go, Twins, go. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. But we won't have a game. No, there's gonna be no game. You're gonna have people lined out the door here. Good with their uh, Brewers, with their Carlos Gomez jerseys and their and uh, odd how that worked. Joe out. Mauer sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad for him. He's a real talented player, Gomez. Yeah, he, he's finding himself over there, so that's good. He's fun to watch. He, are you kidding? Yeah, he's a lot. I of fun mean, to watch. the mistakes, the, the the heroic things. Yes, he's he's interesting always. Yeah. So you brought some stuff along here. Well, this. Let me tell you about this. Um, I was in radio, then got into stand-up, but I kept my hand in radio because I love radio. I really do. I was one of the few kids growing up in the 60s, 70s, as a little kid, big fan of both the Beatles and Eric Severide. What an odd combination. Yes. Eric Severide was from here, by the way. I know. And did commentaries. He's the first guy I ever saw that just did kind of essays, commentaries, on just stuff and within a minute or 90 seconds he really kind of capsulized everything you kind of needed to think about a thing Mm -hmm. not saying that i do that but i love i just love either mock commentaries Uh or doing them yeah and so a lot of my material now i put into these radio essays that i do on a used to do them quite a bit on NPR on a show called Marketplace. They fired their commentaries editor, so that's over. Uh, cutbacks in radio. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah. But uh, I do uh, these weekly feature on a syndicated show called The Bob and Tom Show. Yeah. And it, the thing is called Vague But True. And I titled my feature Vague But True because 
I don't want to be pinned down to specifics. Right. <laughs> I don't have a research staff. No, not now. But I thought maybe I could do one of these for you. Yeah. And this would kind of give you – well, it's about Minnesota. It's about Minnesota. Okay. So it might be – and you know the odd thing about this feature? I, I introduce myself. It's self-contained. Mm-hmm. I introduce myself. Okay. Here he is, a philosopher, a writer, a comedian, a man who recently learned we, when you were on the freeway passing a string of idiots doing the speed limit. You shouldn't be surprised when the lead car is a state trooper. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake on my part. The host of Vague But True, Tim Bedore. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> See, that's generally fun. Yeah. It's entirely possible that sometime soon we will have something resembling summer here in Minnesota. No guarantees, of course. Next week, we might be cross-country skiing. But because it says summer on the calendar, it's time for Minnesotans to open up their lake cabin. You do know that around the country, there is not a lake cabin culture. It's just here and Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, right? yeah. Yeah. Of course, we Minnesotans know a lake cabin is what makes life worth living. The lake cabin is part of our culture, just like staring at each other at four-way stops and wearing unattractive sweaters because they're Scandinavian. (laughs) My wife's family has their lake cabin just north of here in Chisago Lakes. They refer to it simply as the cabin and absolutely love being up there. I, on the other hand, refer to their lake cabin as Camp Mildew. Yes. For, their, for my wife, the lake cabin is a magical place filled with childhood memories of idyllic summers spent water skiing and hunting frogs. For me, their lake cabin is filled with mold and chipmunks. <laughs> Back when I first became involved with my wife's family in Minnesota, the thought of spending vacation time on a lake in the upper Midwest brought to mind images of floating on an inner tube or one day teaching a daughter or son how to dive off a dock. What I didn't consider was the tornadoes and the horseflies. If you don't know what horseflies are, they'd what you'd have if you gave a pit bull wings. <laughs> and for some reason, when you go jogging down a gravel road through the lake country of Minnesota, Flocks of horseflies find you very threatening and feel they must kill you no matter how far and fast you run. Yes. You might think horseflies would be deterred by swinging a tree branch at them, a slimy branch that you in a panic pulled out of a swamp. Well, you'd be wrong. Swinging a stick at them is cracked to horseflies. They get all amped up and nutty and even more determined to make Swiss cheese out of your hide. Of course, the sight of a skinny man running erratically, spinning in circles, swearing, and wildly swinging an algae-covered stick through the air is also agitating to farm dogs. Farm dogs are what you get when you take a German shepherd and train him to chase down joggers swinging algae-covered sticks. (laughs) But here's the thing. My daughter Claire has nothing but great memories growing up with a lake cabin in her life. She was a baby when she first got there. She learned to swim, drive the boat, fish, water ski, play Skittles and cribbage. And now my daughter, just like her mother, will for the rest of her life have indelible memories of her own personal Disneyland, the lake cabin. And just like her mother, Clara shared the cabin with grammar school friends and now high school friends and years from now with her own family, which means that when my daughter gets to the age where she'll naturally want to have absolutely nothing to do with her parents, from pretty much today until she's in her 30s or 40s, I'm just guessing. <laughs> She'll have to see us if she wants to go to the lake cabin because that's where we'll be waiting for her to show up. So even though there's horse flies and a devi, heavy dead fish musky scent to everything, and did I mention no cable TV or internet access and Lyme disease, the lake cabin <laughs> is a really wonderfully devious plan to force children to spend time with their parents. Not a bad trade-off, even though the biggest horsefly bite took such a big chunk out of my chest after the infection went down, I ended up with what looks like a third nipple. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. So that's, yeah, now some humor, a little bit of humanity. Yeah. Little observations on our culture here now. I like that. Yeah. Have you been up there yet this year? Yes, we have. We were. This, have you been up there? Up there, up there in the north. Um, putting in the dock was this weekend. The boat lift and the dock. Okay, yeah. And that's uh, a right. That's I'm a... here to guarantee uh, the water's still very cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets to a point, and it doesn't take too long, especially if it gets over your knees, that you're in danger of then not being able to move. I yeah. mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Gets a little tricky. Mm hmm. You know, you, you don't put the waiters on when you go in. We were too stupid, macho, and <laughs> no, we were out there bare feet. And oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that go down. Yeah, I've been a witness, never a participant. Thankfully, yes. Yeah. Now that was, and then uh, a nephew and niece went water skiing, oh. which is dangerous. I mean, you might not get back in the boat. <laughs> There, there were there was ice on that not too yeah, long ago. Not too long ago, yeah. It was a big cocktail. In fact, the Minnesota DNR had to release a story about a week and a half ago. We read it on the morning show, reminding people, "Yep, we had one nice day of weather. <laughs> that doesn't mean you should go swimming in lakes yet." Yes, yeah. uh, I will not uh, swim until an hour after eating, but I won't eat an hour after swimming. So there you go. Just, I'm very careful. <laughs> Hypothermia is not your friend. Perfect. Uh, so you're still doing the uh, Bob and Tom with these uh, yes. vague but true a few yes. times a month? or uh, I, Last time you said you kind of do it when you have them ready. Every other week. Yeah. Every other week. And, yeah, it's just great fun. You know, you come up with something. And I, I've given uh, the commencement address that I think the world should hear. You know, you hear all these people that say Spike Lee and, and Colin Powell and all these people say, get a job that you would do even if you weren't paid. Mm-hmm. Really? Where's the line for that? Yeah, right. Where is that job line? <laughs> and by the way, when the landlord wants the rent, what do you say? Uh-huh. I love my job. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I gave a commencement address in 2005 on the air that uh, kind of told the other side of the story. Uh-huh. And uh, I've been doing it every every May after that. So it's, you know, stuff like that. that oh, okay. Perfect. And then I cover the animal conspiracy, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that in the first uh, yes, podcast. Because that's ongoing. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's great And you can stuff. see, by the way, vaguebuttrue.com is my website. You can see all these stories about what the animals are up to, et cetera. Yeah. Now, you said you, you are recording uh, this Tonight and tomorrow yes. here at Acme. Exactly. Before uh, Dave Attell shows up to take yes. over the weekend. Um, exactly. Any idea what you're going to do with that material? Have it out on a oh, yes. DVD, CD? CD. And then the big goal is to get it on XM and Sirius because they pay. Okay. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They pay per play. And a number of years, you know, you, you get a check from them and it's, whoa. Thank you. That's good. Mm-hmm. So if you make a CD that is arable, they will play it over and over again. And it's, I, yeah, I listen to that stuff. Oh, no, not on Sirius. That's on a uh, – I listen to – what is that I listen to? On the uh, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. There's some comedy stations. I don't mm-hmm. know if they – I don't know if they pay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I know they do edit. So uh, in your very clean uh, material – all you need is like 40, 50, 60 seconds to get – and they will take something out and just play it like yeah. it's a song. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they'll play it in the afternoon the next day and they'll play it. So you, you start racking up 
these little increments of money, and then they send you a check. Yeah. It's very nice. What else have uh, – so, and I'm going back to another thing we talked about in the past. You said you kind of just are doing – are you doing more stand-up? Like, are you working more? You said yeah. last time that you kind of uh, – in the fall, and the spring, and then – That's more what I focus on. Claire is still not – doesn't have a driver's license, and even if she did, I wouldn't trust her to drive. So most of the summer, because we live in Minnesota, she plays hockey, and I'm taking her to rinks all over the Twin Cities, sometimes twice a day. How's your car smell with that equipment in the back? Thank God they leave it there. Oh, but they yes, do? Oh. Yeah. Thank, you know, it really, if you ever walk into one of those locker rooms, it's, it's just... Nauseating. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's money. If Minnesota had their own currency... It would just smell like hockey locker room. I like that. No kidding. Oh, uh, you, well, then you'd spend everything. You'd want to. You'd never, <laughs> never keep it in your wallet. That's true. Um, yeah, but it's mostly fall yeah. and spring when I go out, and I go mostly to the Bob and Tom markets yeah. because you know people know you, and you can do uh, one show. I was at an opera house and uh, over by Madison, Wisconsin, recently, and it's just a nice way to work. These beautiful old theaters. Yeah, for sure. Small towns and stuff. For sure. For sure, you betcha, Yahi. You, you betcha, you know. Uh, let's see, anything else we should cover today, Tim? Boy, I don't think you so. You want to do another one of those? We on can way if out? you want. Yeah, let's hear another one. Uh, this, by the way, is the commencement address that I think everybody should hear. Oh, perfect. Let's see if we can get through this. Oh, yeah. Here he is, a philosopher, a writer, a comedian, a man who only played one year of Little League, but for some reason still has to appear through the express written consent of Major League Baseball. What a strong union that is. <laughs> the host of Vague, but true, Tim Bedore. Well, thank you very much. Once again this year, my alma mater, the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, did not ask me to give the commencement address at their graduation ceremony. Neither did any other university, junior college, or technical institute. If a beauty college or bartending school had called, I would have been willing, yet again this year, nothing. I did receive an invitation from the Minneapolis School of Massage and Body Work, but when I showed up, they didn't want me to speak to their student body, but let one of their students take a final on my body. <laughs> yet undeterred, I'm here to give our nation's graduates the totally unsolicited, unsolicited commencement address I annually prepare, but I'm never asked to deliver. Chancellor, insert real name here. Distinguished faculty, board of trustees, parents, and most important, class of 2013. Thank you for that stunned silence when I was introduced. As I look out on your youthful faces, I have high hopes for your futures, yet know not all of you can change the world. In fact, from the look of it, some of you can't make change. <laughs> Being here today brings back fond memories of my own years in college and a philosophy final where an entire semester grade was determined by an essay question which asked, is the glass half full? And I simply wrote, yes, but of the wrong thing. There we go. And I got an A. <laughs> so what then is the value of a college education? College education should give you enough common sense to know you can't sell an extended warranty on a washing machine with a spider tattooed on your face. And yet, as I look out on the class of 2013, I see many of you will not be living off commissions. Life is hard and your path will not be easy, but never give in to frustration. Take to heart the Tibetan saying, even if you have failed at something nine times, you have still given it effort nine times. And that is a very productive way to look at life, unless you're a surgeon <laughs> or an air traffic controller or a structural engineer or my accountant or, well, <laughs> now I think we know why Tibet is a Stone Age country with bad plumbing. Anyway, kids, many commencement addresses are filled with high-flying rhetoric about the possibilities of the human spirit, which will be beaten out of you once you start working 
for the man. If you're lucky, you'll find full-time employment as a slave to the system, a system run by nerds, turds, and immoral nimrods. Management sucks, kids. (laughs) Prepare to be very unimpressed. So don't look to find happiness in your work. Look to find happiness in your family and get them to help you buy rental property. For the true value of a man is determined not by what he has in the bank, but by what he will one day inherit from his family and then put in the bank and use to buy more rental property. And never forget the story of the farmer who had a chicken and another chicken that was a little odd looking, but he was sure it was a chicken. It behaved like a chicken. It was pecking away like other chickens. So he treated it like a chicken until someone who was knowledgeable in these things said to the farmer, that's no chicken. That's an eagle. And this knowledgeable man took this strange looking chicken and climbed the mountain and said, you are an eagle. Fly, eagle, fly. And the strange looking chicken spread its wings and lifted off and soared into the distance. So I say to the class of 2013, rise to become eagles, not chickens. Unless, of course, you actually are a chicken. And after you're done tumbling down the mountain because some supposedly knowledgeable man tossed you off a cliff thinking you were an eagle, once you recover, start laying eggs. (laughs) Lots of them, because it might be fun to be an eagle, but there's lots of money to be made in eggs. And... Rental property. (laughs) Perfect. You want to know the backstory on this? Yes. Do we have a second? Uh, Sure. So I gave this on the air 2005. Mm -hmm. It was heard in Stevens Point. And some people thought it'd be funny. They ran my name up the list of commencement address speakers at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. So that guy from the school who's in charge of all this calls Mm me and says, would you like to be our commencement address speaker? And I say, I know where this is coming from. And I say, it was from this radio thing. It was a joke. It's exactly not the kind of stuff that people want to hear in a commencement address. Yeah. He said, no, I think we do. I said, no, you don't. And I sent him the text that I just read you. Yeah. He said, yeah, that's what we want. That's what the kids want. So I get there thinking that it's a bunch of hip college kids who want to hear an ironic message It was grandparents and parents and little brothers and sisters with flowers, and they're so proud of these kids. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm in the cap and go, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) How do I edit? Oh, no. And so then I just start adding, and family is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it went well. You know, it was just like show business. The first commencement address, standing ovation. First show, great. Second yeah. show, good. Not standing ovation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I'm just spinning wheels in my head going, okay, you got to soften this. You got to soften oh this. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. But it went well. It went well. <laughs> they did want to hear, that, you know, it's not going to be easy and you can change the world. And Yeah. You know, sure. they. I'm sure they're sick of, unless you're at MIT or Harvard, most people, it's going to be hard out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Be prepared. Oh. You'll want to kill a coworker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I uh, I can't argue that. You know what? I want to ask you one more thing. Okay. And then uh, and then we should wrap this up. Uh, when we walked in here, did you notice they were doing a job interview or for some sort of interview right I outside think I the door here? That. Yeah. I, Who it, was? What, what, well, I don't I don't know what the, what job they're interviewing for, okay. and I don't you know. Who knows if uh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with that? I wish everyone well, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, but I haven't. 
I haven't been interviewed for a job in so long, and I could hear the nervousness in that kid's voice. Wow. I, yeah. I, but, yeah. Oh, my God. Do you have any memories of... Did you... What kind of, no. I mean, any, I anything back in high right. school? No. You know, I delivered drugs for a pharmacy in Appleton, Wisconsin, the worst delivery boy ever. I couldn't pay attention. I'm sure I have, you know, like ADHD or whatever most comics have. And I delivered blood thinner to a hemophiliac once. I mean, I just, I screwed up. <laughs> I meant well. Right. And that's why I ended up in radio. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you'd send tapes around. I guess that's an interview. But in the first, did I tell you this story? The first, I left Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Guy in Ventura, California. I wanted to get to California. And this guy I sent a tape to through a consultant or whatever found me and he said he had a full air staff. He was taking an automated station live. All these L.A. radio veterans were going to move up to Ventura and work at this station. And I was the only one young guy who he was going to put on in the mornings to have all the energy in the morning. Sure. He had a full new staff, L.A. veterans again, and some local salespeople. He had it all set, ready to go. He just needed one more piece, the morning guy. Yeah. I can't pay you anything, but once we get going... So I come out there with these high hopes, and he said, and I know I'm not going to be able to keep you for very long, but you're going to have all the connections you need to get into Los Angeles radio. So I'm all fired up. Yeah, that's good enough. I get out there. It's him, me, and a guy he had hired the day before who walked off the street, and that was it. Hell. Nothing else existed. Hell. That's Radio in a nutshell. There you go. These are the people we work for. Yeah. Where are those guys now? <laughs> He's dead, thank God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, thank God. Well. <laughs> but that, you know, audi- so it's not interview, you hope to get the job. They hope to hook gullible mm-hmm. <laughs> young people. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Being Yeah. Uh, taking advantage of excited, excitable youth. Exactly. Is, keeps radio... In business. And how stupid I was to not say anything. Right. About, hey, where's everybody else? Yeah, no. He, he was like Hitler in the bunker at the end of the war, moving armies around on a board that didn't exist. Oh, no. I mean, he was psychotic. Oh, no. It's going to get better. <laughs> it's going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, <laughs> thank you. Tell people where they can find you on uh, line and all that. Vaguebuttrue.com. One word. Vaguebuttrue.com. And all the stuff is there, all the animal conspiracy stuff and, uh, you know, some of the other stuff you read. Jokes, comedians tell other comedians. It's the funny. Did you go there? I did. Some great yeah. jokes. There's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few jokes. Yeah, there. So It's a good yeah. thing to spend some time on. Yes. It's, that's yep. my website. Perfect. So thank you much. Yes. Come see uh, people. Come see Tim tonight, tomorrow, next time he's at Acme. There we go. Thank you much. Awesome.